Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com where the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children to jump the very best you can. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. It's Wednesday on B&A. It is the midweek, but uh, really midweek of a short week, so it almost will feel like a, a Thursday today, as uh, we will not be in on Friday. Good Friday. We'll take the three-day weekend into Easter, so we're going to crank a lot out today. Four hours of fun and conversation begin right now. Longhorn Baseball back at the dish last night after a week on the road, found a victory. Uh, they've got a big series this weekend, so we'll talk plenty of baseball. Not a good night for the uh, Texas Major League teams, a lot of NBA. How about the uh, city of Austin become an NBA home over the next couple of days yeah. with the Spurs coming to town as part of their 50th anniversary season? Not their best season, obviously. They're a 20-win basketball team, but they'll be playing at Moody Center tomorrow night and again over the weekend, so we'll preview that as well. And, of course, we'll preview the golf, the Masters. The uh, dinner was last night, the Champions Dinner. We'll get the results and how that went last night. Also start looking forward to uh, the golf Coming your way this weekend, the first golf major, the 88th Masters, will be played this weekend, uh, teeing off tomorrow. So a lot to dive into, plenty of uh, other conversations to be had uh, on this, the 5th of April, uh, and a lot to do. I appreciate you being there, wherever you find us. Four hours of fun and conversation begins right now, whether you're on 104.9, maybe 101.9 FM, could be AM 1260. Of course, we are always streaming live and local and digital on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the job that you do. We do appreciate it, and we appreciate it each and every day. And uh, it's going to start to get cloudy here over the next couple of days, and we may have some rain into the weekend. So temperatures will dip a little bit, but boy, was it nice yesterday. It was warm, but it was windy. Yeah, you were out uh, hitting wow. the ball around. And, uh, man, oh, man. Now that is... Uh... It was, and it's going to be more of that today. That's all we're going to get. Some uh, fire alerts, the red alerts, they call them. So uh, be advised of that. The wind is up, and uh, 
you know, those are but the rains will factors come. for sure. Uh, but a lot to do. How'd you how'd you play yesterday, my friend? Eighties, uh, high eighties. You played at my club. Yeah, I was not very, I was not very good switching drivers every other hole. Why? But then I did find a driver that will the rogue driver that I use as a driver now. He will now be my three wood off the deck. You you well, you're going Phil Mickelson with double drivers? I can double. I can hit that. Is that legal? Yeah, it's fourteen clubs. Yeah, I can hit. I can hit that longer than I can hit a three wood. Now I won't get off the ground. I will. Take out your ankles, <laughs> look out, Tiger. But uh, much longer with that club. Okay, it was a beautiful day. It was just a good day to get out. Yeah, it was. And, Lots uh, of wind, though. Uh, into the week, yeah, the wind will continue and persist for sure. But y'all talk plenty of golf uh, into the uh, the weekend. We got football news, the NFL days of our quarterback lives. There's another story out there. A couple, I guess, a couple involving quarterbacks this morning, and a lot to do. Let's start it as we do each and every morning with the headlines, trending topics to get you caught up. Make sure you're in the nose. You're up and out. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with Texas baseball. Yet after a week on the road, Longhorns are happy to get back to UFC Dishfalk Field last night for some friendly cooking or home cooking. Uh, actually, yesterday afternoon, 4 o'clock start, but the 21st-ranked Longhorns got the victory. They beat Air Force 7-1. to Peyton Powell's two-run bomb highlighted a three-run first inning for Texas. Dylan Campbell, freshman Ryland Galvan also went deep. Ace Whitehead combined with four Texas pitchers on a four-hitter. As a matter of fact, the following pitchers after uh, Whitehead threw four innings didn't allow a hit the last uh, four pitchers that came to the hill. Uh, Whitehead did earn his third win. Longhorns now 21-9 and nine on the year. Texas will open an Easter weekend Big 12 series with K-State tomorrow night, 630. Uh, that'll be a Thursday night game. Then they'll play Friday and Saturday as well. Also, college baseball last night. Wild game down in College Station. Uh, Texas A&M rallied from an early deficit to take down Texas State 10-9. Texas basketball announced yesterday that they are one of four teams who will participate in the 2023 Empire Classic, benefiting the Wounded Warrior Project. It'll be at Madison Square Garden this coming November. Games are set for November 19th and 20th at MSG. We'll also include Indiana, Louisville, and the national champion UConn Huskies. NBA last night, surprise win in Houston last night. How about the lowly Rockets? They prevented the Denver Nuggets from clinching the number one overall seed in the Western Conference with a 124-103 win, just their 20th victory of the year. San Antonio Spurs got rolled in Phoenix 115-94. Keep in mind, as we just mentioned, as part of their 50th anniversary season, Spurs are going to call Austin home for their next two games. They're going to host Portland tomorrow night uh, and then Minnesota on Saturday night at Moody Center. Pro baseball last night, 0 for 2 night for the Texas MLB teams in Arlington. Rangers dropped their second straight to the Orioles, 7-2. Houston falls to 2-4 and on the young season. They lost to the Tigers, 6-3. The former first overall top prospect, first overall pick and top prospect, Spencer Torkelson, had three hits, including a two-run homer in the eighth that really sealed the deal. Round Rock, a 6-3 winner in Sugarland. And one note from the NFL, a little over a month, or a little over three weeks to the NFL draft, a report from Pro Football Talk that Bill Belichick has been shopping his quarterback, Mac Jones, this offseason with several teams, including the Raiders, Texans, Buccaneers, and Commanders. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. What do you make of that? Mac Jones. You want Mac Jones? Yeah, the guy that took him to a playoff. Yeah, first year they won uh, 10 ball games, and uh, last year they didn't have an offensive coordinator, if you remember, the, uh, right. the jumbled mess that that was. Matt Patricia and you know, a couple of failed former Bill Belichick assistants who went to be head coaches, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, came back to the staff, and they were defensive and special teams coaches by trade, but they were running the offense, essentially. And then the reports that Mac Jones, the former Alabama quarterback, you know, sought outside counsel, like out, outside quarterback coaching, which got back to Bill Belichick, and of course he was furious. Oh, we can't have that. Can't have that. 
Can't have you trying to get better when you're putting defensive coaches to coach me. Yeah, you, we're, you're not going to give me an offensive coordinator as a young, developing yeah, quarterback in really. the National Football League. Uh, so I'm going to go outside and seek some other other assistance here as I try to develop my skills. So that obviously has Bill Belichick a little bit twisted. So yeah, Bill's uh, the next to go, or retire, or Robert Kraft's going to retire him. It's a little out of control there. I don't think – something tells me Bill Belichick will not go out without a team that uh, at least challenges in the AFC. I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, you know, you wonder if – I know you're never going to hear anything coming out from uh, Belichick here. Well, the fact that this came out is surprising that this report is out there, that uh, they're, they're shopping their – remember he was the, what, 15th pick back in uh, mm-hmm. a couple drafts ago out of Alabama. And that was the year that the 49ers traded up to the three spot to trade Trey Lance and – and we're now we're following these these young quarterbacks, but it would you know if you're if you're Houston, would you rather have Mac Jones or one of these quarterbacks in this draft? Is it, you know you you know you can take a at the number two pick, you're not going to trade the two pick for Mac Jones, but you could trade future draft capital for Mac Jones. Sure. take the best defensive player and go with Mac Jones. Uh, you start working and working around him and helping him. I mean, you know, I I think I I would rather have C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young personally, uh, without a doubt. But at the same time, those are conversations I'm assuming that are being had. Uh, at this point, with three, you know, the NFL draft round one is three weeks from tomorrow. Uh, teams will be on the clock next, you know, three weeks from Thursday night. And I, I, I would doubt anything gets done before the draft. But if a team doesn't get the quarterback they want come draft night, uh, they have they're they're kind of penciling or, or, or looking at, then maybe they would pivot and, and look to Mac Jones. But at the same time, the Patriots need a quarterback. Um, or they do they ask for Jimmy Garoppolo? No, he's in he's a Vegas Raider now. Um, you know, the, the idea with the Raiders would be Josh McDaniel knows Mac Jones, and uh, maybe you brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, and here you'll go go acquire, switchy. well, go acquire Mac Jones, and you know, let him compete, let him get after it, and then put the best on the field, and uh, you know, that's that's where that would stand. But uh, the story is out there, so we'll see. see that it, Patriots stuff doesn't work away from Foxborough, huh? They struggle with that a little bit. What's that? Oh, the coaches? The Patriot way or whatever it's supposed I mean, to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and how much of that? I mean, obviously Bill Belichick's a great coach, but Tom Brady obviously helped a lot. Those two together for 20 years you know, were a powerhouse. Bill Belichick is shown to be not as much of a power without a quarterback. That just leads you to you know, the immediate speculation that if they're actually shopping Mac Jones, are they really in the Lamar Jackson conversation when it all comes? Because, again, deadlines make deals. The deadline is the draft, which is in three weeks. Um, you know, I would think if you're the Ravens and you're going to, and you're Lamar Jackson or a team, I, I've talked about Lamar Jackson maybe a team waiting till after the draft, so that you're giving up next year's draft capital as far mm-hmm. as two number one picks. I think that's possible. Uh, would the Patriots go there, trade Mac Jones, you know, before or on draft night, you know, draft the rest of your your team, and then after the draft make an offer sheet to Lamar Jackson and go that direction? Because you can have conversations with For Lamar sure. Jackson before the draft and uh, see what the parameters are going to be. Obviously, the risk you run there is that if you do that and then you sign him to an offer sheet and then he, the Ravens match it, and now you don't have a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, if you're Bill Belichick, you have all those boxes checked and you're thinking, because Bill Belichick's been talking to everybody about, this, everybody about this guy, Bailey Zappi, and said, you know, we like Bailey Zappi a lot. Like, we would go with Bailey. He's the kid out of Victoria, right? From right. Victoria, Texas. Um, so then another installment of the quarterback days of our lives. We'll see. Where's Lamar Jackson going to go? What's going on with the uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation is still pending. Well, they'll be fine with guys like Bailey Zappi, but they'll be the fourth team in that 
division, that's where they'll be. Well, that's right. They'll we be behind, assume, messing behind the Jets. And we assume Aaron Rodgers will be with the Jets. Right. We know Josh Allen is in Buffalo. Tua is going to judo classes to learn how to fall properly. He is in Miami. And, yes, uh, Patriots. Remember, the Patriots were the, one of the best defenses in pro football last year. They had, their, their, their pressure rate, their, their quarterback sacks was right up there with Philadelphia. Uh, they just Their offense was bad. And, you know, obviously – you know, Bill Belichick points to 25 years of success for why you believe in him, but at the same time, last year was beyond questionable. Never hiring an offensive coordinator, doing it his way, being a grump about it, um, and obviously the the fact that Mac Jones went outside the organization would tell you he wasn't real happy about it as a young quarterback. Oh well, no, that he wasn't getting proper in his mind proper development. So that can sour a relationship pretty quick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and. and the AFC. Is I mean, just, I don't know what Bill Belichick would expect from a young quarterback just to sit there and and not be able to play in the pros because he wants to have all these defensive guys coach him. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, you you would think if you're and again, Belichick has his way and it's been successful uh, to the you know straight to the Hall of Fame when he's done. But um, you know, it, it's not wrong to question that and say, well, what are we doing here? If you draft a quarterback in the first round, you should do everything you can do to help him. That's right. Uh, put make it as as. Uh, Quarterback friendly as possible. It's the most important position in the game. I think you know that pretty well based on what Tom Brady did for you. No kidding. Uh, might want to might want to help the young guy, but uh, yes. Say hey guys, it's Zappy Hour. Yeah, bring it. Zappy Hour. Well, look, if you don't want Mac Jones, I mean, I, I could see Bill Belichick doing what I just said. Let's get through the draft. We'll get to draft night and see if there's a taker for you know a team. I don't think it'll be Houston, but a team like Tampa who maybe thinks one of these quarterbacks might drop to him and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he doesn't, they could turn and draft and you know send a future pick for Mac Jones. And if you're the Patriots, do you, after the draft, pivot and say, let's go talk to Lamar Jackson? Because uh, it does feel like the, you know Bill Belichick has raved about Lamar Jackson in the past, you know having to stop him and defend him and game plan against him. He's called him a superstar and uh, uh, Superman and those kind of things. You know Belichick has a high opinion of Lamar Jackson, big picture. And obviously the, the Lamar Jackson thing comes down to the guaranteed money and the contract itself. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see where that plays out. Or And there you go with Belichick again. Will he go there? Or, it's just, a, or it's just a strained relationship with he and uh, and uh, Mac Jones and they're moving on well, from The him. one he better worry about is the strained relationship between he and Robert Kraft. That's the one... How strained is it? Is the question. Um, because you know, while Bill Belichick was down talking Mac Jones to everybody at the NFL owners meetings, Robert Kraft was lifting him up, and that's typically the Belichick Kraft way, right? It was always, you know, Belichick would get up into Tom Brady, and it would be Kraft who he would go to, and Kraft was his main supporter. And you know, Belichick is is never going to uh, heap praise on anybody. Certainly not the quarterback. That was even the case with Brady for so long. Remember, um, that's what got Giselle twisted. Giselle was give me guy some credit. Come no on, kid. Bill. He can't do it by himself. Can't you love my my husband a little bit? Come on, man. Well, now they're divorced. So, uh, so that's that's a days of our quarterback live story to follow. Now, put Mac Jones into the conversation. We know that there's the Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. You know what are the 49ers going to do? Also, obviously, what are the teams at the top of the draft going to do with Carolina on the clock, Houston with the second pick? Uh, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, all those conversations being had. So mock drafts are plenty, conversations are plenty, and uh, we will certainly have them. What do we make of uh, – can we hear – I sent this to you on Twitter there, T.Y. Well, let's hear Scotty Scheffler. Uh, we talked yesterday a lot about the Champions Dinner and how uncomfortable and awkward it would be and could be with all the live players coming in, the five live golfers who have won green jackets, including Phil Mickelson. 
uh, back with gathering with all the, the champions of years past. And uh, Scotty Scheffler was the, the host, but really the honoree. He was uh, the winner and the defending champ coming back to Augusta. Here was Scotty Scheffler yesterday talking about how he came up with the menu, how he came up with we the menu cutting. for uh, his dinner last night. I was sitting around, and it was like, okay, well, it's probably time to figure out the menu. And we kind of went like, all right, well, what are your favorite foods? And it was like, well, I love Meredith and I just started listing them off. It was like, well, steak, burgers, you know, fried shrimp, um, mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn. Like, I just went through all the list, and we got basically all the foods, and it's like, okay, what could we actually do? And we kind of narrowed it down a little bit, and then talked to the, the chef at Augusta, who kind of is the professional in the room, because I'm definitely not a professional when it comes to this stuff, and he kind of helped us put it together, and I think we did a good job at... Uh, it's definitely not going to be on any nutritionist plan, but we're going to have fun. We're going to eat some good food. <laughs> when it comes to Tuesday night and being there in that dinner and talking to everybody else who's won that tournament in the past, it'll be pretty special. It'll definitely be emotional for me. I'm going to try and hold back the tears, but I think it'll just be a really, really cool experience. One of the greatest fraternities in golf to be in that room. Have you gotten right, any indication? Go. That there we go. There's, uh, there's Scotty. His favorite foods. Just list them all out. I'm with him on that. Cheeseburgers. Not that slim Fried food. shrimp. Oh, that's not for the diet. Ty was loving that. Ty, that's all your favorite stuff right there. Who doesn't like jalapeno cream corn? Kidding me? Mac and cheese? Yeah, like I said, throw some wings on there. <laughs> and you're ready. In. You're oh, done. Yeah, I'm good to go. We are all in. Oh, man. This says the day Belichick pays $200 million for a quarterback is the day T.Y. stops gambling. That's probably true. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's the Belichick way. It's led to a lot of Super Bowls. But, uh, you know, you know, Tom Brady got his Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. I got to think somewhere Bill Belichick would like to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. Now he has. He won Super Bowl. No, did he win a Super Bowl without Brady? No, he did not. He was an assistant on. He won Super Bowls as an assistant, yes, right. with uh, Bill Parcells. Because that's the other little factoid that Bill Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick as his defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. That is also true. But uh, yes, never won. We got to think he will try to, but that uh, that will follow. Hey, so we're making. We want you to get to our uh, website, hornfm.com. You got to make those fantasy golf masters picks. It's a, it's a right of the spring here in early April, and it's tough, man. I've been sifting through it. And, you know, the it is fair to say that of the four golf majors, Bob, four golf majors, Masters, U.S. Open, PGA Championship, British Open, the Masters is the easiest to predict. You, know, you can never predict, but the Masters is played on the same course every year, and the same really three stat, stats come to bear more than any other every year, and that's strokes off the tee, Right, which is distance, mm-hmm. distance off the tee. Length matters when you can treat the par, you know, as Brandon is, uh, you know, Bryson DeChambeau's famous now for saying he was treating it as a par 68, where he was going to, you know, just devour the par par fives and be able to to make it a par 68 course, um, jokingly. Uh, so, so strokes gained off the tee, which, by the way, Scotty Scheffler is number one on the tour in strokes gained off the tee, tee box. Yep which means he hits it long and he hits it straight and he keeps it where he wants to. Distance is important at Augusta. The number two stat, obviously, is shots gained on your approach shot. Who are the best iron players? Because at Augusta, Buck, you know this, and anybody that watches it knows, you're not trying to hit greens. You're trying to hit parts of greens. Yeah, you had to know where to put the ball on the green. Yeah, you can't just hit a green. The greens are massive, and they're you hit the wrong part of the green, it's going to roll off and roll back and all those things. you got to hit. You got to land in the right spot on the green, on the right tier of the green based on pin position that day. And most of the times you don't want to be putting downhill. Yes, you want to be under the hole, as they say. Uh, who doesn't like being under the hole, you know what I mean? Sure. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Well, and so if you look at the stats for the year coming in, 
not surprisingly, the best players on the, with their irons in their hand on approaches and strokes gained on the approach. You have Colin Morikawa, you have Tony Finau, you have John Rahm, you have Max Homa, you have Scotty Scheffler, you have Roy McIlroy. I mean, these guys are all in the top ten. Xander Schauffele, Ricky Fowler, who's not there. But so you go to that stat, and then obviously strokes gained on the green, the putters. Who are the best putters playing? Oh, yeah. And Scotty's got to be in there, doesn't he? And it's one of those things, If you know, you're trying to take guessing out of it, and you try to use some analytics and some statistics coming in, who's been hot in those three categories, and then you try to make your picks. I mean, that's... That's, uh, you know, a guy like Max Homa is a guy you're not talking about a lot. But Max Homa is top five in strokes uh, on the green and strokes approach. Can he keep the tee ball in, 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 in good place? If Homa does, his, his metrics would tell you he's going to be in the mix here. And Max Homa has had a good year to this point, really good year. Uh, you know, if his, tee, if his work off the tee is good, his iron game is on point, his putting has been on point this year. You know who the best putter is? Right now, strokes gained on the greens as far as goals, the guys who you would consider you know, contenders in this, Sam Burns. Sam Burns, who just won here in Austin. Yes. He's a guy who's uh, you know, top five in strokes gained on the greens. Um, and we saw him here in Austin with laser precision, didn't make any mistakes. That guy was, you know, in match play, if you don't make mistakes, you're hard to beat. He didn't make any mistakes in winning, winning that, that uh, championship. So he's a name to watch. So when you go to our website and you click on the Horn Fantasy Golf Majors, we've told you you got to pick one of six golfers in Tier 1. It's really the top six golfers in the world. So you have to pick either Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Cam Smith, or John Rahm. Who you got? In that group right there? Yes. Scheffler. Scheffler. And it's tough because I would love to take Homa, but he's in there too. Because Homa's a guy, gosh, I think Homa's going to have a good run here. Uh, he answered. I mean, those are all those guys you see there at the top at Golfer One when you go to our website are, are likely to be in contention come Sunday uh, because we just said those are all the best iron players. Those are all the guys coming playing the best right now coming in. Group two, uh, Golfer Pick Two, you got Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, Sam Burns, Xander Schauffele, Colin Morikawa, and Victor Hovland. You got to pick one of those guys. Hovland. Ooh, nope. His time. His time. Yep. I think I would take Morikawa right now or even Xander Schauffele or Sam Burns. What about Will Zalatoris? The flat belly was there last year. Come on, man. Bad back, Will. Zalatoris finished top five in every major last year, contended in every single one. No. <clears throat> Got to take the uh, the skinny guy out of Dallas, Tony Romo's BFF. Come on, man. I've been doing anything this year. I'm not taking struggling. Victor Hovland. I'm taking Hovland, yes. All right, so I'm taking uh, – got to put my money where my mouth is and take – is it Burns or Shoffley or Zalatoy? I got man, I got a hard pit. It's hard. Burns, Burns. It's hard, man. I took Probably. Burns. You took Sam. You're a lookalike. You're a doppelganger. Yeah. Okay. Golfer three. You got to pick between Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung J M, or Cameron Young. Spieth. Spieth. This is his. This is his. Uh, his canvas. Yeah, and he's playing pretty well. I said it yesterday, and it's just amazing that he won this thing eight years ago now. Eight years ago. It doesn't seem like eight years ago no. that he won this deal, and he almost won it the following year, and uh, that was when you said he's going to be like like Jack Nicholas and win more than anyone, more than anybody on this course. So we better yes. get one on the board here. Yes, this is the one. This is the one. So you're taking you're taking Jordan to win the whole thing. I am. Okay. Uh, golfer four, you got to pick between Billy Horschel, Shane Lowry, Hideki Matsuyama, Tom Hoagie, uh, the TCU Horn Frog, also Keegan Bradley and Joaquin Neiman. Did Neiman end up going with Liv? He ended up there, correct? I, I believe he did. You. I don't follow the live, so I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Keegan Bradley's playing pretty well now. How about Matsuyama? He locked in. He's won a Masters. 
Yes, he has. Defending champion. They always seem to play well in these deals. And I would say, based on those three three analytics I mentioned, um, you know, shots gained numbers, Tom Hoagie is number one in golf at uh, the approach shots. He is the best iron player in the game right now. Hoagie on the PGA at the Tour. Masters, though? No. Yeah, this doesn't seem to fit. No. Uh, okay. So have some fun with that. Go pick your nine golfers. You can go through the rest of them. There's your guy, Justin Rose, Buck Rosie, and golfer five in the group oh, five. Absolutely. I got him in, in group five. Along with Brian Harmon, Tommy Fleetwood, Abraham Answer. Is the answer correct? Also, Sahith Thagala and nah. Sepp Strucka in group five, group six. Abraham Answer is and from if, Live. No. And if you do want to pick Tiger Woods, because we are on a Tiger Woods watch, you have to go all the way down to group nine. That's where you have Phil Mickelson, who, according to reports, didn't say a word. At the champions' dinner last night, he was a mute. He didn't talk to anybody, good and no one wanted part. to talk to him, so it was all good. Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Louis Oosthuizen, Gary Woodland, Danny Willett, and Patrick Reed are part of Group Nine. Uh, Dustin Johnson, if you're didn't looking for Danny DJ, Willett he did win. Jacket? He did win it. Uh, Dustin Johnson is part of Group Eight, along with Kep, with Brooksy. Kevin Kisner, Mackenzie Hughes, Harold Varner the third. The Thursday, Harold Varner the Thursday, also a live golfer. And J.T. Poston in Group 8. And then Sergio is in Group 7. I would be taking you, Harold, but now that you're in live golf, sorry. You've dumped him. I've dumped him, Harold Varner, to Thursday. And, where are you? and look at group Golfer 6. Group 6, you can take Jason Day. For sure. We also have Adam Scott in there, Chris Kirk, Russell Henley, Siwoo Kim, and Seamus Power. But uh, pretty fun stuff. So get in there, hornfm.com, get registered, have some fun with it. We'll, we'll follow the picks. And again, I do, I do think of all the four majors, it's the easiest to project. Because typically the cream rises to the top, and those three stats will tell the tale. you got to be straight there. you got to be long and straight off the tee. You've got to be great with your uh, irons to put them in the right spots on these greens. Got to birdie those par fives. Because even a shot at you know, Augusta, a shot that we would love on the golf course, like a, you hit the green, right? You, you're, but if you're on the wrong side of the hole, you're begging for double bogey or bogey for sure uh, to be uh, you know, on, on the wrong side of the green or the wrong, uh, you know, up above the pin on a, one of those crazy greens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got to you got to be really good with those irons, and then you got to make putts. And goes in the water. Yeah, then you got to make putts. Now again, let's also say when you're making your picks, weather will be a factor this week. The rain is in the forecast. There could be delays. It's going to be a very soft course. It's not going to play as long off the tee, so you better be able to carry it. Uh, You got to be like Rory McIlroy to be able to hit those moon shots and uh, carry the ball. Scotty Scheffler does that really well. You're not going to get a lot of bounce out. Uh, on the on your tee balls. So uh, the Masters tees off tomorrow. Get those picks in. You have until just before 6 o'clock tomorrow morning to get your picks in if you want to be part of our contest. It's powered by Callahan's General Store. The winner of our golf contest will pick up uh, gift cards. Uh, you can go over and spend a little shopping spree over there at Callahan's General Store to get everything you need. Uh, what a great place to do it. And we appreciate Callahan's General Store not only powering our tour of Central Texas golf courses, which you can find at our website, also uh, helping us with our fantasy golf contest and the Masters. It's B&E. We'll come back, pick up these conversations. Who do you like in Augusta? Uh, we'll get back to the uh, quarterback days of our lives. Texas baseball, nice win. And Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns went through their 10th spring practice yesterday morning. We got to hear from Sark afterwards. We'll hear from him this morning as well. Craig Way has his report. It's a busy Wednesday, just getting started here on B&E. 
It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E on a Wednesday. It's going to feel like a Thursday because we're having a short week. We'll be out on Friday, part of the uh, Easter weekend. Good Friday. Uh, appreciate the, uh, the boss giving us a couple uh, long weekend coming up to enjoy the Easter. Hope you do as well. How about this, Buck? The cost of eggs are pretty high right now. Yes, they are. It's taken some people who are looking to be budget conscious. Instead of doing Easter egg hunts, they're, they're painting Easter potatoes. That's not going to work. You like that? Easter no. potatoes? Come on, man. Paint them up. No. <laughs> Easter potatoes. No, no, no. Or you just buy those plastic eggs. Those don't cost much. No, they don't cost much at all. Where do you get those? Like at the Dollar, Dollar, Dollar Tree, General. Dollar General? Dollar General, yep. Could do that. Uh, so I was looking at the Masters photo, the photo from the Masters dinner last night. 33 people in it, uh, including Scotty Scheffler at the head of the table, flanked by the other champions. He's flanked actually on his right by Ben Crenshaw, and then on his left by the the chairman of the uh, the Augusta National Golf Club. He never won it. So everybody else there has won at least one of the uh, Green Jackets. And according to Sir Nick Faldo, who's in the building and enjoyed the dinner, he said, I'm sure you, all, you are all wondering about the temperature in the room. It was all calm and cool. Only the tortilla soup was spicy hot. There you go. There you go, Nick. Uh, golf is here. And as we were talking about the three major categories and stats that matter for the Masters, it's safe to say if Scotty Scheffler putts well, Buck, he will win again. because I believe it, so, yes. You know, if you go to stats for the year, stats over the last uh, 30 tournaments, Scotty Scheffler is number one in strokes gained off the tees, number six in strokes gained with the irons in his hand, uh, and he's you know pretty good as a putter. So if he makes his putts, that tells you he's going to be off the tee and where he wants to be, long and accurate, and he's going to be up around the pin where he needs to be if he makes putts. There's no reason Scotty isn't the favorite coming into this thing. Yeah, because guys won't have the advantage over him when it comes to hitting the ball long because he can hit it long too. He can hit it right up there with the Rory and the rest of the guys. He sure can, and uh, he's he's accurate with the with the, yes, the driver in his hand. Right. Well, and then there's Roy McIlroy who has become, uh, you know, he's the best driver of the golf ball in the in the world right now. And with his distance and his accuracy, it's as, usually as straight as an arrow. It's his favorite club. You know, he's, he's actually shortened his driver. He, his, his driver is really the length of a three-wood, and he's found he's getting more distance off of it, which is a nice tip for you hackers out there. You might want to choke down on that driver a little so bit. Instead having that big, long John Silver. He has John the longest Silver. club in your bag, which creates yeah. angles for you. Choke down on it a little bit, and uh, you still get the distance you want. The, the technology will do its job and blast that thing out there if you get, put, get a good swing on it. But uh, Rory's one to watch. But Rory is... Uh, you know, his putting has always been his issue in this tournament. He, mm-hmm. he can hit it a long way. His iron play is good, but he's, his, his short game and his he's putting. He's got a new putter in there now. Yeah, and that's what, that was one of the reasons I like Rory going in is he put a new putter in his bag at a, here in Austin and really liked it. Putted well, played really well here at the Dell Technologies match play. So golf on the brain. We've got some uh, football to get to with the Longhorns. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian coming up in our coach's corner. Uh, his thoughts on uh, – Longhorns after 10 practices. We're a week, about 10 days away from the spring game, which is coming your way. Uh, Longhorn baseball buck. We'll hear from Craig Moore on this coming up. The Longhorns beat Air Force last night. We'll talk to, to uh, David Pierce tomorrow, but did what they needed to do. The, the Air Force team, who the Longhorns played four times last year, of course, had to play them in a super re- in a regional, uh, super regional here um, to, to get to Omaha. Uh, Air Force, not the team they were a year ago. That's no. safe to say. Paul Skeens, their best player last year. Remember the big kid? Oh, he's, yeah. He's transferred to LSU, and he's going to be an All-American for the LSU Tigers now. Uh, he is the big right-hander that played catcher and pitcher for them. But uh, Longhorns did what they needed to do. Ace Whitehead got the win. They allowed just four hits. I did see Dylan Campbell throw another runner out. I mean, this guy, Dylan Campbell, has got an absolute hose from the outfield. He's 
he's got like the five or four or five outfield assists already this year for the Longhorns. So Longhorns get a nice win. You know, Peyton Powell continues to do his thing. Uh, and we talked yesterday with uh, with uh, Ty Harrington about this Longhorn team and you know where they are. And I know it was disappointing to come in on Monday having lost the game against Oklahoma State and not finish that series. But it you know the big picture of it, they went two and two in the week with four road games against. Uh, really good teams, and I think Coach agreed with 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 our take that, uh, or at least my thoughts that that those are the best two teams in the Big Twelve right now. I mean, it's still a lot of baseball to go, but Texas and Oklahoma State through thirty games of the season are the best two teams. Texas already swept Texas Tech, who would be in that conversation. Uh, Oak State, I think, is right there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dismiss Texas Tech, but I think uh, between you know TCU, Texas Tech, Texas, and Oak State, I think we saw the best two teams and. Uh, uh, that's why that game on Sunday was was a big one, and that's why it was so intense. And you know, both both coaches and teams were really into it, trying to win that series. And Oak State ended up doing it. Uh, you know, you, you this team needs to need, needs to keep playing, just keep doing what they're doing. They're they're not their metrics are are trending in good directions. Their batting average is coming up. Mm-hmm. Their pitching continues to 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 do well. And the one thing you didn't like about the weekend series in in Stillwater is your offense uh, was not not nearly as good as it has been. Um, the, the, we're not as offensive, and uh, you know Peyton Powell did well, not. The teams are getting better. Well, sure. I mean, you're going to face teams that scout the heck out of you. Uh, know your know your holes in your swing, and you know that was the number one thing going into that series. Peyton Powell was batting four sixteen. He came out batting three eighty. He didn't have a great weekend, and he's been the the pivotal force. He and Porter Brown uh, for their offense, and uh, you know Oklahoma State did a nice job of uh, neutralizing Peyton Powell in that series, and you know that's what you do. You try to take you know. Take their best hitter away from him if you can. Really neutralize him with your pitching staff and see if other guys can beat you. And in the end, the Longhorns uh, had a chance to get it if they could have closed out the ninth inning, but uh, Oak State got the win. So now it's K-State this weekend and uh, starting tomorrow night. You're going to play uh, Easter weekend series with the Wildcats. Just got to keep winning series. You certainly have to win series at home. Because remember, the other te- you look at the standings. West Virginia's a 21-win team right now. They're here. Uh, you've already beaten Texas Tech three games here. Uh, and you know, two of those were walk-off wins. Those were rather narrow victories. You had to find a way to get it'll them. Be, it'll be the usual suspects. TCU will give you those problems. Did you think we'd be at this point where you're like at the top of the Big Twelve, talent-wise, at the beginning of the year when they started so slow? Yeah. Uh, well, I think so. I mean, I, I think David Pierce has said that to us consistently that this team is going to be different. You know, last year's team's challenge was dealing with the expectation of being preseason number one. Yeah, I think the pitching and, has come along the way it should. Yeah, and then getting off to an eleven and zero start last year, and they were just a world beater. And obviously, we know, um, you know, how that went last year. They had a good regular season, but obviously, Omaha was not was not great for them. Ivan Melendez and the historic offense that they had. But you know the. I think the, the pivot moment of the season last year for the Longhorns, who came in as favorites to win the national championship, was the injury to Tanner Witt. And when Tanner Witt got hurt, it really took them down a rung with their weekend rotation. And, um, you know, gosh, thank gosh for Lucas Gordon last Lucas Gordon coming yep. in last year. And, of course, we also last year you had, uh, God, who was the, the Saturday starter that was so good the previous year, wasn't as good. Uh, his name is escaping me, but your pitching just wasn't as good as you expected, and the Tanner Witt injury was a big part of that. How about this year, the pivot could be Tanner Witt coming back because we'll talk to Coach Pierce about it tomorrow, but Tanner Witt is throwing. Tanner Witt is doing bullpens. Uh, Tanner Witt is on pace, as Coach Pierce told us, to maybe come back yeah, at some point. They'll be very careful with him. Very, very careful. Uh, but, you know, could Tanner Witt come back as one of the, the challenges because it feels like the Texas baseball rotation is falling in place. You know Lucas Gordon is going to be your starter. Right. You know Zane Morehouse on Fridays. You know Zane Morehouse is going to be your closer. 
I like it. By the time you get to your second or third series, uh, you should know who your pitching staff is by and then. And they do. Uh, yeah. But they, they still, I think, they, they don't know. Like, like, they think about adding Tanner Witt at some point to this bullpen. Maybe not as a starter. Yeah, but, but yeah, and when does that come? You're right. Who could come in and get you six outs in mm-hmm. a big moment? But, you know, just put yourself on that Sunday game with Oklahoma State and you've got a healthy Tanner Witt, and all of a sudden he's the guy in there for six outs in the yep. ninth inning, you know, blowing people away. And that's we'll ask Coach Pierce about it one more time, and he'll give us a timeline. They're going to be very careful with him. But at the same time, um, you know, he, they're planning on him pitching for them this year, and I've been told he's planning on pitching this year. You know, he wants to show that he's got his stuff back because he's going to be drafted coming up in the draft from the major leagues coming up, and he wants to get back on the mound and show where his overall health is and uh, that he still has that yes, you know, mid-90s velocity and he's back good as good as can be. And they'll be careful, but think about that, Buck, a team that you know seems to be rounding into form with their everyday lineup and their, 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 their batting order, and uh, you know, they're not going to be nearly as prolific scoring this year as last year, but still they're, they're pretty good offensively, 1-9. Uh, to nine. Um, and they keep getting better on defense. Yeah, the defense is improving. Pitching staff is decline, defining roles. And you know what? If here in the month of April or into the end of April into May, Tanner Witt returns to give you some punch in mm-hmm. your bullpen, where I think that's their where their their hole is. Beyond um, you know, late, you know, beyond Zane Morehouse and Chris Stewart and that bullpen, they need one more power arm. And then, boy, if that were Tanner Witt to come back to really solidify that part of it, it would be huge for the Longhorn baseball team. Big picture. Uh, if you're looking the long haul, which you should be, right? You should be looking for, for sure. You're into the month of April now. You got to take care of your home series and continue to to uh, you know pluck off series wins in the uh, in the Big Twelve, uh, but continue to evolve your beer baseball team. But let's not forget the name Tanner Witt. He was a big part of last year's team coming down a little bit. He could be a big part, big addition to this year's team. And we'll talk to Coach Pierce about that tomorrow. We'll come back, pick up the BNE facts of the day. Your thoughts on the Masters? Make your picks at hornfm.com. It's all powered by Callahan's General Store. Also get our coaches corner here from Steve Sarkeesian coming up in our next hour, coming off practice number 10 for the Longhorns. But first, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&A on a Wednesday. It is, uh, as you heard Don Miller say, with the traffic, rain in the forecast uh, starting between 7 and 9 for your commute. So I want to get a little jump start on that. You know what happens when the wet stuff starts coming out of the clouds. People start going all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just goes haywire. It goes haywire. So that could be a fact uh, to your morning. Yeah, having a hard time figuring out why Bill Belichick would be upset at the quarterback trying to get better. I mean, what, I mean, does he have to ask his permission to have – I mean – if you went to see like a regular doctor and then you went to see another doctor for a second opinion, do you have to have ask the boss? Or that, remember, hey, listen, I just looking for a second opinion on this. You know, I'm when do you feel like that's kind of going behind your back? Like if you if one of your running backs instead of coming to you for advice on something, they went to another like talk to the Baylor running back coach about cuz just because I knew them from a previous stop or something like that. Would you feel kind of betrayed? Well, if you knew somebody and you know somebody was had an expertise in a certain field and you went to him, I wouldn't. Not going to bother me. Yeah, I mean, you remember it was Bill. It was Tom Brady when he started working with his own personal health guru and then trainer. He got, then he got everybody. Yeah, then you know he started coming around the facilities, remember, right? And Tom Brady ended up. You know, Tom Brady had won multiple Super Bowls by then, and he right. brought in his own guy and. That began to, the, the riff with Bill Belichick. He didn't like it, but he kind of had to live with it because it was Tom Brady and Robert Kraft signed off on it. Um, and, of course, and that led to the TB12 
brand and the clinics and the what all the stuff that they have with that. Why would he worry? He should be not worrying about that. Maybe that'll help the kid get better and, well, and they I, can win some more Super Bowls again. Well, and I would think if you're Bill Belichick, though, you're thinking, come on, you're a second-year player. We got you. We're the New England Patriots. Really? Or, well, Matt Patricia is well, helping you. You can have out. your opinion on that, but I'm sure Bill Belichick thinks what feels like he's putting the right coaches around the player. Um, you're welcome to disagree with him, but I'm just saying what Bill Belichick would say, look, we, we have plenty of good coaches here. Uh, what are you doing going outside of our organization? We're the, we're the New England Patriots. We've been to 10 Super Bowls. We got this figured out. Uh, don't doubt it. Now, again. Coach, you got Matt Patricia coaching right. me. Right. I mean, we can say that. Right? But at the same time, I'm telling you what, you know, Belichick's oh, sure, the one making those decisions. So, yeah, I can understand that straining the relationship a little bit, especially as a second-year player who's done nothing. But at the same time, if you're that second-year player, you're saying, wait a second, I'm a second-year player. I'm trying to get the best coaching I can find. You guys are giving me defensive coaches. Uh, with a pencil behind his ear. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Uh, so, yes, there, that was how we started the show. But they got it straight. The, they got it straight. They got Bill O'Brien back. Yeah, B.O.B. is there. Yeah. B.O.B. Well, we'll see. I don't. If you're going to move off of Mac Jones, you better have an, an answer uh, for the next quarterback. And they're talking about Bailey Zappi. Uh, or does that mean they'd get involved in the Lamar Jackson conversation? Because, look, there there's another story on the Lamar Jackson saga this week that it was, came out that he didn't even travel with the team on their road trip to their playoff game. Like, not only did he not play, he wasn't even with the team. Uh, you know, typically an injured player like that would go just to be there with his team and support the team. And he couldn't play, but be on the sideline, support your team. Sure. He didn't even go to the game, uh, and the, the Week 17 game. So, I mean, this, it just feels like it's over in Baltimore. Now, Baltimore does own the ability to match any offer he's given, but it does feel like this thing is strained beyond repair, despite what John Harbaugh says. I guess the point of that is that after the draft is when, you know, you'd start talking about next year's draft capital, mm-hmm. which I think is important for right now because everyone, no one wants to give up their high picks right now. Um, but would they will be willing to give up the high pick after the draft? Because now you start talking about 2024 and 25's picks. And uh, does Lamar Jackson's price tag come down because he realizes that the market isn't what he thought it was? You know, I misread the market. And, uh, you know, if my price tag comes down and the draft capital is not for 2023 first-round pick, then maybe it opens the door and loosens the conversation for more teams to get involved in Lamar Jackson. Because, you know, I always talk about... Well, eventually he'll have to play somewhere. Right. That's going to be his profession. That's right. Or he's going to sit out. Because he's also got to make a choice whether you're going to sign that franchise tag that the Ravens put on him. But there's also this, right? We, we know how the, the calendar works. It's the, the flurry of free agency... Uh, the franchise deadline day ahead of free agency, then free agency, and that's now over. And now it's draft, and the next three weeks are spent. You know, the, the weeks after the, the 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 first couple of weeks of free agency are spent going to all these pro days and seeing all these top prospects, you know, up close one more time. Right. And then you gather with your war room and you build your draft board, and you're not really talking about other players at this point. You're building the draft board, and that'll be about the draft. The focus yep. until the draft. Then coming out of the draft, you assess. Okay, who did we get? What holes do we still have? How, you know, what can we attack now? And that, you know, will come, become the next phase. But right now I think it's it's fully about the draft, which uh, – so that's why I don't think anything gets done with Lamar Jackson. Maybe on draft night somebody jumps in there um, or Mac Jones or those type of players, but people want to see what their what their draft hall will be, and then you can move out, move off of it from there. But that's maybe that's where the Lamar Jackson thing gets solved afterwards, and maybe that's where Mac Jones – yeah, I got to believe Bill Belichick. He knows what Zappy is. I mean, it's nice for those Monday night stories that we have a good time with. Hey, Zappy's quarterback, and tonight he's going to get it done. But for the long haul, to Bailey win in the division. Zappy. To win in where they are right now with the Bills. I've seen some mock drafts having the uh, Patriots take Bijan at 14. 
Bijan Robinson to New England. Difference maker, a running back for whoever the quarterback is. It wouldn't hurt him. Wouldn't hurt him. Wouldn't hurt him. I they also don't give generally you a, mess with running backs like that. Either. Also, give you an interesting thought on the Texans with the two picks in the top twelve. Could uh, D'Amico Ryan's and the Texans get really aggressive? I'll give you a thought on that coming up. We'll also hear from Steve Sarkeesian in our coach's corner coming up. His thoughts after ten practices for the Longhorns. About uh, ten days to the spring game. It's B and E on 1049, 1019 AM, twelve sixty. Streaming always on the Horn app on your smart speaker and at hornfm.com.